0: These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please us like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, I want you to hit everything to move. If the rest gets in your way, you hear them? Okay, then, let's play. But they're cheating us, too. They're against us, too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Welcome in, it's the Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Live here for another day right here on the station. If you want to join in, you can. As always, I'm the host, you are the co-host, 806-855-3712, I need you. You can text in about the Texas Rangers, about the current Texas Tech baseball game, live action day baseball at the law. Currently 6-1. Grand Canyon making another pitching change. Another double from Bazell. A couple of RBIs from a couple of different guys. We can talk about that. We can talk about the future Baylor series coming up this weekend. What we may or may not see with the pitching Again, the Texas Rangers playing tonight, trying for the sweep against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, basically the opposite of what happened between the pitching matchup last week and this week. Between Eovaldi and Keller. Last week, the Royals exploded for a huge win against the Rangers last night. The Rangers did the same against the Royals. They've now won two series against the Royals at 11-6, trying for the sweep this time around. As the Royals look to end a home losing streak. Martin Perez on the bump for the Rangers today. The lefty, 2-1 on the year, two eight seven ERA. A whip, though, of one sixty. On the other side, Brady Singer, who is 1-1 one one from Florida. You might know him. Right-handed pitcher. A 7-8-8 ERA, but again... Had a pretty good start early in the year. That is just underway as well. Uh, No batter on the Royals lineup has had great success against Martin Perez. As that game is officially in the top of the first. So day baseball for the Rangers. Day baseball. For the Texas Tech Red Raiders, Nolan Hester at bat in the past. Of course, we have uh, the ultra-delayed stream here with two outs in the inning. Day baseball might be the greatest day sport. Now, football is great, but I prefer football at night. I don't know if it's just because of the Friday night lights the awe, the wonder, the passion of playing under the lights. But a good day baseball game. Going out, having a hot dog and a beer in 90-degree heat or whatever it is today. Feels pretty good outside. It's supposed to get up to 88. It's uh, 83 right now as Hester lines out to the second baseman. Shortstop, sorry. But another run in that inning. 6-1 to one now, Texas Tech, and... You've seen Texas Tech get leads and then kind of just ease up offensively. Had the bases loaded in that inning. Got to run out of it. You... Texas Tech to pull off some sweeps, which they need to do. Two opportunities at home remain for Big 12 sweeps. Two opportunities on the road for that matter, but... You certainly want these two road series to be wins and you would love for the two home series to be sweeps. That would be, you know, ideal utopia. You just sweep everybody and go on a 12 game big 12 win streak. Otherwise it's five wins at home, four wins on the road. You get nine more. And that's a pretty good finish. Nine more wins will put you at 15 Big 12 wins. You would likely be a two seed at that point somewhere. We have another D1 baseball field update that I want to get to today. I don't really understand it. But we'll look at where some Big 12 teams sit and that. It doesn't really compute that uh, the number 16 team in the D1 baseball rankings is where they have them, but we'll discuss that when we talk about it a little bit later. Obviously, we have the text line as well. Uh, This texter, I still think the Rangers' early season success is fool's gold. I don't see this pitching holding up. Uh, That from a noted Astros fan. So I'm sure there's no bias there. Uh, Perez is on year two of being strong. Andrew Heaney has had some success in his career, but I, I certainly can see where you wouldn't think that he can be as good as he's been, but he's the fifth starter. Jacob deGrom is a, a Cy Young winner. Now he left the game with wrist soreness, says he's not going to miss a start, but You know, you've had individual success with these pitchers. I certainly can see Ivaldi being up and down. Martin Perez, though, Jacob Degrom, if healthy, Andrew Heaney is Andrew Heaney, I think. And it's not like they're the Rays at fifteen and two or whatever. I mean, they're eleven and six. What is that? 17 games. I'd have to do the math there. Hold on. Well, I guess if you're 10 and 6 and you do that 10 times, that's 100 wins. So yeah, they're probably a little ahead of schedule. They're not going to win 100 games. So in that sense, I guess, yeah, maybe it's fool's gold that you're off to a rip-roaring start, but I, I still don't think 85 wins is just out of the question with this start. I had him at uh, 80 and a half in the over. I thought they would be above 500. I think what it is is this lineup is a little bit ahead of schedule, in my opinion. Can the lineup hold up? Can Marcus Simeon keep pounding the ball? Can you survive without Seager for a month? Can Josh Young really hit 30 home runs and hit 300 as a rookie? Can Adolis Garcia be the 280 power guy that he's flashed as? I mean, if all of that comes together, I mean... The team's not bad. (laughs) Does it hold up? Does the pitching hold up? Does the batting hold up? What does hold up mean? That's the question, I guess. Zane Petty bouncing back pretty strong here in the top of the fourth inning, getting two quick outs on ground balls. He's really worked a lot of ground balls today, keeping the infield active. Of course, in the first, second, and fourth, doing a much better job of that than in the third. Even the early base hit in the third inning was a a shot deep into the hole at shortstop that just could not get the throw down. And there's a 1-2-3 inning. All of a sudden through four 57 pitches, quite a bit different than through three with 47. So a clean 10-pitch inning there from Zane Petty. Petty and Fast, the last two opportunities that they've had, kind of regardless what happens here in the... 5th, 6th, and 7th if Petty rebounds and pitches two, three more innings. Those are two really quality starts compared to what you've had in the midweek and compared to what you've had most weekend starts from a pitcher. in Parrish since TCU I think has been very good. Especially in his two Big 12 starts. especially his response in that TCU game. If Mason Molina is Mason Molina of last year to close this season, I think Texas Tech baseball is a very dangerous team. I really do think you're one pitcher away from being extremely consistent to really unlocking the rest of this pitching staff. I think your bullpen is quality. Especially at the college level, especially in the Big 12. I think this bullpen, especially if you tighten up for a regional or a Big 12 series, I think they're really good. Beckel, Free, Robinson has pitched well. I think Blessy. Is going to be a weapon down the stretch out of the bullpen. I think Derek Bridges is better than he was in Norman. And then all of a sudden, you kind of have some hidden weapons with Dax Dath- uh, Datha and Jacob Rogers and some of these guys. Tabor Fast, Zane Petty, you have the start today. I mean, you are consistency away from being the best team in the Big 12. And with a 6-6 six and six record, you say, well, how is that? How are you 6-6 six and six in the Big 12, but you, you're good? Well, you've won three Big 12 series. You only lost one of them. You just got swept with two walk-offs. You have the luck index in college basketball in Ken Palm. I would love to see the luck index with this Texas Tech baseball team. They've been pretty unlucky at spots. I mean, just imagine a Texas Tech baseball team with a consistent Mason Molina and clean infield play. By the way, you're also potentially getting Dylan Carter back. Which means Vulatic, if Austin Green continues to struggle, could play second base. Vulatic hitting over 300. Austin Green struggling since Texas, since Big 12 play started. Let's take a look at that D1 baseball look toward the postseason when we come back. Uh, and we can discuss why in the world Texas Tech is a three seed at number 16 in the rankings. We'll do that when we come back. It is The Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Saturday afternoons from 2 till 5 on Talk 103.9, 1340 AM, and the Talk 1340 app. Welcome back. It's Rob Rochot, talking to the.9 News Money Sports. Texas Tech will head to the bullpen. Jace Lopez coming in. So the day is done for Zane Petty after four 57 pitches. You have to think if that is a weekend game, Petty is going deeper than that. But got to get your work in. Some guys who haven't pitched trying to get back into uh good rhythm. I thought – sorry. <laughs> that was a foul ball. I thought it was a moonshot over the right field fence. <laughs> Camera pan in the outfit was just standing there staring at the wall. I was like, oh, my God. Goodness, that was a rocket, but I guess it was a rocket foul. D1 Baseball has put out another 64-team projection. Now, this is a projection of how teams will finish. Texas Tech 60th in the RPI, but 16th in their rankings. But no, they are not... The 16th team hosting. They are not a two seed. They've fallen all the way to a three seed. I'll give you the hosts first and then we'll get into where Texas Tech is. Number one overall team, Baton Rouge, LSU will be hosting. The 16th seed across there is Indiana hosting from Bloomington. Next matchup, Wake Forest, the two seed. The 15 seed across Connecticut, Yukon, hosting in Stores, Connecticut. Then Vanderbilt hosting in Nashville, Miami hosting in Coral Gables. Four seed Arkansas hosting in Fayetteville. Texas hosting in Austin, the only Big 12 team hosting. Columbia, South Carolina, South Carolina number five, Oregon and Eugene. That is where Texas Tech has been placed. Not there anymore. Oregon, the 12 seed. Then you have Virginia and Charlottesville matched up as the 6th seed versus 11th seed, Coastal Carolina. These are for the Supers if they win out. Uh, Gainesville, the 7th seed across from Kentucky. And then Greenville, East Carolina, hosting there across from... Stanford, the nine seed. All right, let's look at some Big 12 teams. Starting in that Stanford Regional, the two seed, the two seed TCU. The two seed TCU in the Stanford Regional. Scroll back up to the two seed, the two seed Oklahoma State. Going to Oregon. Then you have Texas Tech as a three-seed going to Fayetteville with two-seed Dallas Baptist and four-seed Sam Houston. Just a redonkulous regional. Now, this is just a projection. You can do a lot more beyond where you end up here. This is specifically... A projection and not exactly what's going to happen. But that would be a nightmare selection, especially across from Austin. Potentially having a super regional in Austin. Now you get a piece of revenge there potentially, but Arkansas, Dallas Baptist, Texas Tech, and Sam Houston would be just a wild regional to have to get through. Now, I know the RPI for Texas Tech is bad. All the way down to 60th. And even with a sweep of Baylor, your RPI is not going to move much this weekend. Oklahoma State will not host a regional. TCU will not host a regional. I don't think Texas Tech will host a regional. But if they get back with a strong finish to number two in the Big 12, surely they won't be a three seed regardless of what the RPI is. And if miraculously they co-champ with Texas after Texas loses a few more, hopefully. then you'd have to be in the mix for a hosting job as well. Now, that seems like a long shot. I understand that. But it feels like you're closer to that scenario than being a three seed in Arkansas, hopefully. Now, obviously, if you're just looking around and placing RPI-wise what you think this committee will do, it makes sense. But you have to project your RPI finishing a little better than 60th. And if this is a projection through the end of the season and you look at Baylor coming here who's 1-10 on the road and just won their first game on the road this midweek against Sam Houston in a one-run game. And then you go to... What TCU has done and what Oklahoma State has done, they've almost hurt your RPI worse than you have in the last two weeks. Not almost. TCU certainly has. Because your opponent's wins and losses hurt your RPI more than anything else you do generally. Also, those are the only four Big 12 teams currently slated to be in the NCAA tournament. And I guess that's good news for Texas Tech because Texas Tech is not up there in the RPI above, let's say, West Virginia. But West Virginia, I don't believe, is slated right now to be... Oh, there they are. They're a three-seed in Lexington. So good for the Big 12... Trying to see if I missed anything else. No. Uh, Elsewhere, just in uh, some Texas-biased things, UTSA in Baton Rouge. Iowa, slated to make the tournament in Miami. Obviously a former opponent of Texas Tech this season. Texas State, one of the last teams in. AM, a two seed in Austin. That's always fun. Texas State also scheduled to go down there in this projection. But a three seed for this Texas Tech team just does not seem right in the moment. Now, if you finish six and six in the Big 12, you'll be struggling to hold on to that three seed. But I feel like you've played better teams. And now you'll get to play a schedule where potentially you should win. But you're 3-1 and in Big 12 series. How much will that sweep really come back to haunt you? Seemingly right now, pretty pretty big. Jace Lopez, by the way, gets out of that inning in 14 pitches. An efficient inning for him as we head to the bottom of the fifth. All right, let's take another break when we come back. We'll update the Texas Rangers game live currently. And do a little more digging into this Texas Tech baseball team as they try to wrap up this series against Grand Canyon. It's Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. And I'm on sun I'll be sitting in the evening come Watching the ships roll in and Then I'll watch them roll away again yeah I'm sitting on the dock of Welcome back. It's Rob Roore talking one of the point nine news Money sports. Man on in the top of the six for the Texas Tech Red Raider defense as Josh Sanders entered the game and hit a Grand Canyon batter in the second pitch of his day. Looks like we're going to start getting some uh, side work here from the Texas Tech pitching bullpen. Who hasn't pitched this week? All right, we'll get you in there. It's Josh Sanders gets in for another one another big 12 player into the transfer portal not from texas tech but from oklahoma state tyreek smith you might remember him as a former red raider he has entered the portal to leave oklahoma state we'll see where he goes oklahoma state oklahoma both of those schools getting a lot of guys into the portal uh not in a good way and those are coaching staffs that are Turning over in the same, uh, the same kind of continuity year over year, so they're just leaving, not leaving based on a new coach or anything else. Porter Moser struggling to hold on to that roster. Mike Boynton struggling to hold on to this roster. They're in Stillwater, so some uh, some tough movement there from both Oklahoma schools in the Big Twelve. The Texas Rangers. Have a 3-0 lead here in the bottom of the second inning. As Leotis Tavares doubled to right, scoring Jonah Heim. Adolis Garcia had a sack fly to center to score Simeon in the first. And then Simeon singled to score Tavares there in the second. So first run of the game was the Simeon run after his leadoff hit. Sacrifice fly to center for Garcia. And then in the second, Tavares doubles to right. Heim scores. And then Simeon single to right and Tavares scores. Josh Young 0 for 1 so far today, back to hitting 281. Uh, surprise of the season so far the left fielder Jankowski who's hitting 321. Marcus Simeon though still. Up near 300 as well, with a run, an RBI, and two hits today already. If you had him in a pool for total bases plus RBI plus hits at one and a half, you're feeling pretty good. Whoever that might be. Seems oddly specific for it not to be me, though. So the Texas Rangers off to an early lead, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, off to a lead in the top of the sixth inning with Josh Sanders in, now allowing a single to right field. So it's going to be runners on the corners for Grand Canyon, down 6-1. With some bullpen movement here for Texas Tech, you have Josh Sanders coming in after a clean inning from Jace Lopez. Uh, You might have a new pitcher every inning here for Texas Tech to close just to get a bunch of arms out there, get a bunch of work for people as you head into another Big 12 series again against Baylor. What does the lineup look like? We learned last night Dylan Carter cleared, not playing yet. You might see him defensively late today. I doubt you see him getting any at-bats. You might see him get at-bats this weekend. I don't know if he'll start, but if he does... Dylan Carter to center. Harrelson to right. What do you do with Vuletic? Who has been pretty hot at the plate in Big 12 play, hitting over 300, six games, three starts. uh, As opposed to Austin Green hitting 255 in 12 Big 12 games. Uh, Has not been very good since Texas, that first series in Big 12 play. Uh, And defensively, Austin Green... Struggled quite a bit to start the season there at second base. Contributed to a lot of the errors that Texas Tech had early. Not all of them. I mean, everybody was having errors early for Texas Tech, but Austin Green's certainly one of the culprits uh, there at second base. If Carter is cleared and healthy and playing every day, all day, does Vuletic just go back to the pine? Coleman has been pretty good at DH there in the two-hole. Potentially, could you just see Vuletic get some second base run with Austin Green going to the bench as Josh Sanders has now walked the bases loaded? Something to uh, think about there. And all of a sudden, there in the middle of the year with Washburn getting hurt and Carter already injured, You're trying to move around a bunch of guys, but it's really just moving pieces defensively. Your lineup wasn't changing a lot with Hudson White moving around and Bazell playing catcher and White playing second and third and Green DHing a game or two. You were trying to figure something out. Vuletic, though, has been pretty consistent with the consistent at-bats he's had. A couple of guys warming for Texas Tech now. I think that's Coombs. The righty, formerly of LCU, we'll see how that works out for Texas Tech. It looks like Sanders is going to stay in the game with the bases loaded. No outs, by the way. But the lineup thought process certainly feels like it could go one way or the other. All right, let's hit the text line, see what's going on. Rob has it going, Having a, hearing a serious weather report out of the Kansas City area today, hearing reports of a severe sweep warning, as well as a high likelihood of a young bomb. Also hearing with this storm will be a rain of K's from Perez, more as it develops, as always, Pollo Grande. Are you happy, Mateo? There was some frustration from Mateo and other texters and listeners that uh, Grande Pollo was actually Pollo Grande and was butchering the Spanish language every time he texted in the wrong thing. Glad we got that worked out. I don't know if I could have continued hearing that the wrong way. When we come back, let's talk a little Tyree Wilson up the boards, even further than he was up the boards previously. You get the first out of the inning with a Fielder's Choice RBI. We'll come back with more Texas Tech baseball, Texas Rangers baseball, and otherwise. It's the Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Gage Harrelson having an absolute day in center field. Checking in on the Texas Rangers, too. Josh Young with a single into center, but the inning ends shortly after. The first inning of the day, the Texas Rangers don't scratch a run across. It's now 3 uh, 0. The Rangers with four hits, the Royals with one, the score 3 0. In the Texas Tech game, Grand Canyon clawing back. That game now 6-4. to four. And a lot of early runs for Texas Tech. And then some clean innings from pitching of Grand Canyon. Need to step back on the gas if you're Texas Tech baseball. And that is something that Tim Tadlock has talked about taking a lead and extending a lead instead of just taking the lead and holding on. This team, with an opportunity to play some teams that they're just flat out better than, to close the year, you have to be able to take a lead and stretch it instead of just taking a lead. All right, let's get into Tyree Wilson just a little bit, shooting up the draft for the draft next weekend. Front Office Sports tweeting out today, the NFL draft in Kansas City will have the largest stage and biggest screens in league history. A structure the size of a football field. 100,000 people have already registered, and the NFL estimates 300,000 total visitors. You know, there was history to having the NFL draft every year in New York, but I have really enjoyed the NFL going to NFL cities around the country for the draft, especially if teams are going to go all out like this, having the Kansas City uh stage and and draft and you had the vegas draft just feels like a really cool experience of course patrick mahomes quote tweeting saying i can't wait let's go kc hashtag chiefs kingdom and then you have joey mcguire quote tweeting patrick saying see you next week patrick i will be there to see our guy tyree wilson get picked i don't believe that joey mcguire will have to wait around long Hopefully, Joey in his red and black in the green room with Tyree Wilson. Seeing him go up and hug the commissioner inside the top five picks. Now, if you've been paying attention, anywhere from three to six, I think Tyree Wilson has been mocked. Uh, I don't think the top two teams will pick defense. But if they do, Tyree Wilson's certainly an opportunity there. I think... Tyree Wilson, I want to say he's firmly inside the top four. If the Texans can trade back, or trade up, or trade around. If the Cardinals can trade back, or trade around. You might not be at those two teams, you might be though. If I had to lay a bet, my favorites for drafting Tyree Wilson would be the Cardinals, Texans, And the Seahawks. And I would really enjoy any of those. I think. I'm not a big Cardinals fan. I know some people are. In the market it feels like the Cardinals have a pretty good share here. Though they did just fire Cliff Kingsbury. So that might dry up. I think some people were just Cliff fans around here. I certainly watched more Cardinals football in the last four or five years than I have in previous years though I do remember when the Cardinals were uh, playing the Cowboys quite quite a bit more I hated them back then especially when they uh, signed Emmitt Smith Ty Coleman roping uh, one right at the center fielder one out here Nolan Hester is already on board I do think that Tyree Wilson though as Hyatt has said in the last couple of days that uh, there is steam to him being the first defensive player off the board I think that uh, Tyree Wilson is legitimately in the mix so at two the Texans if they trade back I think they certainly will be in on Tyree Wilson Uh, They could certainly have the Cardinals, the Panthers at one, probably getting a quarterback. So Panthers, Texans, Cardinals, Colts, Seahawks at five. If somehow he lands at six, the Detroit Lions will be all over Tyree Wilson. I don't think he gets past six. I really don't. If he does Raiders, Falcons, Bears, Eagles could be an Eagle. If somehow he's outside of six, though, it might be the Texans at 12. If not one of those teams, you might see a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers drop for Tyree Wilson. I just don't see him getting outside of the top six picks. Even if Will Anderson goes in front of him, I think somebody in the top six is drafting Tyree Wilson. And if you would have told me that a year previously, I might have... Not laughed, but not understood. Or just really believed that he had an outstanding 13-game season. But for him to be able to do this inside of just, you know, nine games, eight and a half, whatever he played, just all the more incredible. And it shows you how much he truly dominated on film For all of these draft guys, GMs, to be salivating. I said it on the earlier show, but he was asked today what kind of car he would compare himself to. Knowing his worth, he said a Rolls Royce Phantom, big body, off the line quick, not everybody has one. I love that answer. I love it. Tomorrow we'll do what kind of car would you be, maybe? That'd be good. All right. That was the Rob Bro Show tomorrow on the Raiderland, 11 a.m. Tomorrow's Rob Bro Show might feel a little bit like 2019. We'll see what happens. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9, News Money Sports. We will be back tomorrow. I've been Rob, bro. I'll be Rob, bro. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340. It's advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.